Hi, you're listening to the Slow Life Project podcast with me, Lana Hall, a show dedicated to helping you find confidence, meaning, and true joy in your life. Through my own tips and tricks, as well as interviews with others, you'll learn to slow down, get real, and feel happy. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Slow Life Project podcast. I'm Lana Hall, and on today's episode, we're going to be chatting with Rochelle Glendon, and it's about a really interesting topic that could change the way you think about slowing down and how to balance this with a full modern life. So I'm going to be asking Rochelle lots of questions about a favorite topic of hers, which is seasonal living. So Rochelle is a slow living coach and her business has particularly focused on the transition time for women who are moving from being working women into motherhood, balancing raising children against other life responsibilities. Rochelle is a huge advocate for how slowing down and living more intentionally can make those early years of parenting feel easier lighter and more satisfying, as well as knowing a lot about how living slow can benefit everyone more generally too. So, Rochelle, thank you for coming on. I'm very excited to meet, (laughs) speak with somebody else who is really involved in that living slow approach to life. Um, And yeah, I would love to know from you, what does slow living mean to you? Well, yeah, hello. First of all, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> so great to be here chatting about one of my favourite topics. So, yeah, slow living to me really is, um, it means so much because it's really given me a whole new perspective of life. And it it's really about, like you said, recognising the richness of, of daily life and an ordinary life and not being so career focused, but you know, still having ambition, but looking at your life as a whole thing and yourself as a whole being, not just what you do, you know, for work or or just your identity as mother um, and really enjoying the process of living um, day to day rather than wishing, the, wishing our lives away and really taking a slow approach to so many things like slow parenting, slow food, slow travel, slow business. Like it, you can really apply the principles of slow living to to everything, as you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I love what you said there. It's it's like about enjoying your life because, yeah, really, what yeah. is the point if you're not? So <laughs> it's, exactly. uh, it's a way of just bringing it back to that simple, simple point. Um, yes, there are lots of different areas that we can live slow. What's one particular thing that you would always do slowly? Um, I hope. Oh. Jeez. Okay. Um, I would say that I always take my time um, and slow down in terms of rest. So throughout the seasons, I have like different approaches to the way I rest because we think of rest as, you know, sleeping or naps, but resting is actually just anything that restores us back to balance. As you know about like the nervous system, we can get dysregulated through stress and overwhelm and, you know, the pressures of daily life. So anything that restores our you know, our base kind of nervous system back down to a level that feels calm, connected, centered, and present. Um, I always take my time to to slow down in that way. Awesome. Awesome. Um, and I guess then I'm interested if that links to my next question, which is, have you got a personal mantra, phrase, word for this year? Is it rest or is it something else or you don't have one? Oh, I love picking uh, words for the year. My word for this year is actually lighthouse. 
Ooh, um, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And it has a bit, bit of a meaning for me. So last year, my light, my word was illuminate. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted to bring a light to all the things in my life um, and my work, particularly shine a light on my work as a slow living coach and be okay with m- being more visible in the world mm-hmm. after, you know, having young kids and coming back to looking at my career. Um, so that's where illuminate came from, but also illuminate the beauty of slow living. And so now what I've realized is actually, you know, this is always ongoing work with slowing down. And my word for the year is lighthouse this year, because I've realized that, you know, words all have different meanings and Mm. illuminating things is just basically shining lights on everything. Whereas being a lighthouse is being the light and shining and kind of, you know, and stepping into a leadership kind of ah, situation. Interesting. Yeah, so. <laughs> I love it. I love the um, the pictorial nature of that. Yeah, open to lots yeah. of interpretation. <laughs> yeah, exactly, lots of visuals. But I've had lots of interesting words over there. Definitely slow and rest have been the being different words over the time. Yeah. 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 Excellent. All right. So, yeah, you started to talk a little bit about it um, and I am fascinated by this topic of cycles in nature and how we can use this idea of being cyclical, going in circles, rather than that kind of linear, always climbing, always growing, doing approach to life. Um, So, yeah, I just want to know more about it because it's not something I know a lot about and I think listeners would be really interested to know as well. Um, With that idea of cyclic living, do you remember how you first came to know about it? Oh, um, I think think what I... I mean, we all sort of know intuitively on some level that we are part of nature, right? Mm-hmm. And but then we look at um, our our life and the way we live our lives and how it's always, you know, it's meant to be this linear thing of like constantly going up, like you said, like always growing, always seeking the next box tick. Um, and then when I, I think it was probably about ten years ago, and I went off the pill. And I was learning about like, you know, that menstrual cycle and how there's four different phases to that. And somewhere along the way, someone sort of, I can't even, no, to be honest, I can't really remember. It's been something I've been learning and chipping away at over a decade, I would say. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, And just getting to know my own self and tracking my cycle from that perspective Um, And then kind of making links here and there, just like reading books about slow living and seasonal living and, um, you know, coming across like I think you've read Period Queen as well Um, and just going, oh, right, yeah, okay, everything is a cycle. Even business, like the product life cycle, when you look at product development, products have a cycle. Like nothing, you know, and then also looking at sustainability, for example, and the waste, you know, when we throw things away, there's no way, like there has to be a, a loop, um, yep. you know, this constant depleting of, our, of um, you know, resources. Um, and so we've always got to be coming back. So then I guess that's how it's kind of evolved and I've really dove into it from there. But <laughs> Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. And it, it's interesting. I mean, I didn't know about a product life cycle, but to hear that there are cycles um, pretty much everywhere that you're looking, yeah. Yeah, I think even if we're not aware of it, right, we're part of nature. So it's happening to us whether we're aware of it or not. (laughs) Um, It's just bringing more awareness, um, yeah, to to what's going on in our lives and what we're experiencing. And, um, yeah, I think there's like if you're not really aware of it, you can get into a a cycle of busy 
So, you yeah. know, we kind of continually people pleasing, um, you know, unclear what, what our priorities are. So we say yes to things that aren't really, you know, what mm. we really want to be doing. We overcommit. We're not taking care of ourselves because our priorities and our needs are at the bottom of the pile. We're constantly waiting for permission and seeking, you know, external validation. And, and that's a cycle in itself. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's what really leads to burnout. Um, yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely. And I mean, for me, in my psychological work as well, often talk to yeah. people about how I often see it as like a spiral that you will come yeah. up against, you know, like you mentioned, it'll be people pleasing, or maybe it's falling yeah. into that trap of busy, that whatever your things are, you're not really going to heal them completely and have them go away. It's just that you'll develop you'll sort of go round and round and what we're hoping is that those things get less intense they don't affect you so much you can pick it up earlier you've got better strategies but that you do they keep kind of coming around and around in (laughs) our lives yes yeah the same issues in our lives always pop back up don't they for us to look at again (laughs) (laughs) um so if we get specific now and talk about the four seasons, um, which I suppose is yeah. something that's pretty basic, we all tend to know from when we're pretty little kids what season we're in, and that's a really obvious cycle. It's not climbing, growing, changing, you know, spring, summer, yeah. autumn, winter, they keep coming around. How can yeah. we use some of that stuff in our own lives? And, you know, I guess we're recording this in winter so maybe can we start there with what is winter look like as a season and what kinds of things are you doing because it's winter yeah definitely well and that's the beauty of it right so winter is actually the start of a cycle okay Um, a lot of people think it would be the ending but actually if you think about it's actually like the start and the end because we've got to you know, finish resting is actually the first phase. Mm-hmm. So winter is about doing less. It's about resting and rejuvenating and, you know, gathering energy for the next growth phase. Okay. Um, and that's where the cycle, I mean, it really comes to its own in terms of seasonal living because unless you're regrouping and re-energizing, then you can't really grow the, mm-hmm. in the next cycle. Yep. So for me, winter is that the theme of winter is to do less. So yep. That's, like I said, that's resting, that's learning how to say no and reducing uh-huh. the things that are on our plates. <laughs> um, and that's getting, um, we take some time when you rest, you get clarity because you're slowing down. This is the perfect time to be slowing down to get real clarity around what you actually want yeah. from your life. Like, what are your true priorities? And how can you create that, like start, you know, that imaginal process of, okay, well, if that's what I really want, I have to chip away a few things from my life to be able to create that. And mm-hmm. that's where we can take that time to do that yeah. um, by holding some more boundaries, learning to say no, and really listening to our own inner guides and yeah. our own inner voice. And, you know, our true inner voice only comes forth when we have space and time to listen. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. 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 So that's what winter for me is really about. And if you think about it from winter, from the outer seasons, that's a three-month process. But actually winter is also related to the menstrual phase of our cycles. Yep. A lot of people don't realise that our menstrual cycles actually have four distinct sort of what you call inner seasons. Um, a lot of people think it's just your period and ovulation and or, you know, some people don't even necessarily understand that but I mean we're all getting a little bit more aware of it as we get older as well aren't we but mm, definitely <laughs> yeah. but you know as a 20 something year old I just was like 
got my period or I don't have my period, but there's so much more to it than that. And they really reflect the the outer seasons as well. So yep. you can go on this cycle from month to month and throughout the year and it, you know. Yeah. 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 And I think I've seen that with the moon as well, that when the moon is yeah. darker, that that would be the time for more resting. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Uh, so if you're not having a cycle or if your cycles are regular or, you know, even if you're on the pill, you can kind of follow the moon cycles, um, yeah. which is even more linked to the to the outer seasons of, of nature. Yeah. And what I think is interesting with that as well is that now is winter and reflection. And for us in the southern hemisphere, this is midway mm-hmm. through the year. Um, yeah. But when you think about it, we often do a lot of goal setting and reflection at the very end of the calendar year, which maps very nicely yeah. onto winter for all those northern hemisphere people, but perhaps suggests yeah. that for us, having goal setting on a different cycle or at least being in that um, phase where you you do like six monthly reviews means that you've got a bit of a better yeah. chance of lining up cyclically that yeah we can sort of think about it as that's an important time to pay attention to what we want yeah absolutely and that's what's um what's really interesting with us in the southern hemisphere isn't it because we can often feel in that january kind of time that that's not really a time we want to be setting goals Mm -hmm. and that's because the overarching theme of summer is to be more present and so if you've really done your you know, your west, your resting and your winter phase well, you go through spring, you get to summer, and that's the time that you're starting to, you know, really bloom and really yeah. be in the life that you've created and planned for. So it's yeah. really hard to kind of be in that space of Reflection. imagining yeah. what you want. Yeah, that makes so much to be in the doing phase. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> makes so much sense. Because when you said be present, yes. I'm like, well, summer is perfect for that because you do, yeah. you want to hang out with other people, you're having a lot of fun, like it's very easy yeah. to pay attention to the present at that time because there is a lot of sort of, yeah, yeah just fun stuff going on. <laughs> yeah, and it's also really, I find, I don't know about you, but I find it really hard to get my brain into gear to transition from the fun social aspects you know catching up with people to the admin and working and sitting at my desk it's a real struggle for me yeah um, in, yep. in, that, in that time of year yes um, yes yeah. all right so that's even something for us to just think about there in terms of goal setting if you yeah. flip those around like giving that a go and because it is yeah we're in this winter phase now if you haven't already been doing it what does it look like to do some reflection and have a think about what your goals are now and just see how it kind of goes for you. Yeah, exactly. And you'll find that like as spring approaches, you know, towards the end of August and when it's, you know, spring's coming up, you'll start to get more, even more, um, I guess if you rest well in the early stages of winter, then as you approach spring, your inner guide becomes more lively and you start to realise like, okay, I'm starting to think about things that I want to create and those ideas start to come forth because you've rested well. So Mm -hmm. those ideas are literally like seeds that are starting to sprout. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, and I've definitely noticed that in myself that, Um, I would say that that period, that September to November is when I get very excited. And when I'm thinking about goal setting in the new year, I really probably get it all done by like end of November. So it's just sitting there because it does feel like that exciting, energizing, you know, days are getting longer and warmer. So it kind of makes sense to get out and do more. So it's interesting talking about it in a conscious way because it feels like 
subconsciously we kind of know this stuff but don't necessarily pay attention, which is, you know, so similar to what you talked about with hearing what's going on for you. Like that Mm. voice is there, but whether or not we're actually paying attention is a totally different thing, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And and that's for a multitude of reasons. And I think that's particularly because we live in this like, you know, world that's so linear and so like goal-oriented, long-term, like up, up, up growth kind of way that this whole process of slowing down is so foreign to us that mm-hmm. and listening to our own inner voice because as well there's like, you know, as women we're like mothers, we're so worried about taking care of everyone else and what everyone else needs and it's almost like an instinct to say yes to other people before we say yes to ourselves. So Yeah, yeah. And I I did have this little kind of freak out moment when you're like, oh, you can do this stuff on a a monthly basis. So it's like one whole (laughs) week of resting every month. Like how have you made that work? (laughs) Yeah, and I think that that's, it's not about like literally doing nothing for that whole week every month. It's like, how can you find ways to rest within what you have to do? So whether that means like not scheduling in catch-ups with friends during that week, you know, not doing the extra stuff. Or, you know, maybe it it is you do admin during your winter phase because you can sit and do that quietly or, you know, maybe book out a few weeks a few extra hours in your calendar um, or you don't have anything on on the weekend or you whatever you know maybe how can you rest within what you have to do yeah 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 okay well Mm -hmm. let's talk a little bit more about that because I think that's easier to get our head around than a whole year if I have a winter week and what I'm aiming to do is just as little as possible so things that can be put off I'm going to put them off to a different week in that space Mm -hmm. After winter yeah. is spring. What's a spring week spring. look like? Well, spring is when our energy is starting to come forth. So I call this the needing less phase. So this is all about, okay, well, what do you actually need to make your plans, you know, take your plans forth? Yep. So, you know, um, this is the planning. You might be organising, like if you're working on a, pro- a work project, you might be booking in appointments for the following week. So this is yep. a really good time to be ticking off to-dos. Ah, uh, okay, yes. Um, yeah, so after you've gone that. through the scary resting, there's still time for the to-do list. Yep, yes. <laughs> yeah. So spring is like a real, um, you know, starting starting kind of energy. So you, you start to get things done. You put plans in place. Um you, I mean, even from a resting perspective, like if you're thinking about, well, how can I rest during that phase? This is a really good time to brain dump all the ideas because often our heads is, heads after resting in winter uh, are yes. so full of ideas and we can get a bit overwhelmed because, you know, so brain dumping, getting that out and sort of ass- assessing, all right, well, what are my ideas? Um, and, yeah. you know, what information do I need to find or how can I structure all of these ideas into a plan? Yeah. Um, it's, it's really cool. Yeah, cool. All right. Yeah. Then week three, summer, what is uh-huh. things to be doing then? So this is what I call my be more present um, mm-hmm. phase. So if you're only doing, if you're doing only the things that you need to be doing in spring, so you're getting really clear on, um, you know, what what's important and working yep. towards that and then you've got a little bit more time to take care of yourself yep so when you're taking care of yourself you can be more present for the people and things that you need to be present for 
So yep. in summer, it, we can be really quite distracted. You know, we want to be playing with our kids. We want to, you know, we love them a bit more. Um, we want to hang out with our people. But because it's a social time, that's a really good time for scheduling in meetings. It's a good time for, you know, you and I have both got online sort of businesses. That's a good time for recording videos, um, having, you know, that sort of thing, doing podcast yep. interviews, for example. Yeah. Um, so you can kind of plan, like I said, you know, like have your, um, these are the, you, you might need a bit more structure in your day if you've got a lot to do because you're so, you're probably a bit more distracted. Yep. And again, this is um, a good time, a good thing to be looking at because not everybody's going to have the exact same experience. Some people might feel this way at different times of the month. So it's all about getting to know your own cycle and how you're feeling. But this is kind of just a rough, you know, outline. Yeah. Um, because you can use this time where you're feeling like an urge to be more social to maintain connections and maintain mm-hmm. relationships and things. And that's also an important part of our lives, right? It's not just about getting goals done and getting work done. It's about, you know, furthering our lives in other ways. Yeah. 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 Awesome. All right. And then week four autumn. Yeah. So week four autumn I call living more aligned. So if you've rested well in winter, you've made your plans in in spring and started to tick things off, you've started to really, um, you know, bring things to fruition in summer through attending those meetings or whatever, you know, yep. getting stuff happening. In autumn is when you would harvest okay. in a sense. So this is where you, and this is your PMS time as well. So yep. this is the time when if you're not living towards your own goals, if you're doing the people pleasing, if you're being, you know, external validation stuff, this is where you might get frustrated or that rage or anger might show up because actually that's really good information to hear from your inner voice to say what you're doing is not actually what we want to be doing Mm. and you can reassess. So as you know, again, as you go from summer through to winter, you're going through that autumn phase where you're wanting to finish things and finalize things for the next rest phase. And if you're finding it hard, then that, might be bringing up that frustration. Um, yeah. So we yeah. might not be really working towards the things that matter to us. So that's yeah. when frustrate, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely does. Yeah. And it's interesting. Yeah. Um, I guess there's a couple of things that are standing out to me when I'm hearing you talk about it in this way. And I, the first one is that idea that when you're doing things in seasons, if you aren't enjoying it, like <laughs> the autumn yeah. one, that yeah. that that shifts again and you know like if it's hard for you to rest that then you can look forward for the week where there's heaps of stuff on or if you get overwhelmed because there's heaps of stuff on well I'm looking forward to my winter week so that idea of having these different parts in balance Mm. can help you to feel I think like just sort of less overwhelmed if that's something that's a common experience for you because you can see where the breaks come up there's sort of permission once you decide to give yourself permission (laughs) to let let weeks (laughs) be quiet and then to have other ones where you do agree to say yes to most things yeah yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, and it is really just a self-reflection process of like, okay, where did I overcommit? Mm. You know, like actually what I needed in this phase was this and I accidentally created something else. So it's a real ongoing 
process to just look at and plan for, you know, and work with our own inner cycles. Um, And often on the face of it can look like you're not going to achieve as much. Mm. But ultimately, you know, because you think, oh, well, if I've got some weeks where I'm not doing as much or whatever, ultimately, though, you will probably achieve a lot more over a longer period of time because it's a bit more of a sustainable way of living. So it's conserving your energy and reflecting on what's actually important. So you're working on things that energize you that way. And over time, I find I find it so much more fulfilling. Yeah. And it's interesting you've got yeah. that take on it because the first thing I thought was, uh, and this is the second thing I was thinking when you were explaining about the seasons, was, oh, well, this is a version of single tasking and it's like batching things. So it's actually more efficient to do all the resting and reflecting (laughs) in one week and then to do all your socials in one week than it is um, to have little bits and pieces throughout the day. So for a totally different reason, I actually see why it would also make sense to have a different focus each week. Yeah. No, I'm really glad you said that because I I totally agree with you, but I I can see when people haven't, tried it before that you know that might be a sticking point that they think well I'm not going to get as much done or and I think as well because we live in this world that's so much of a you know we're all in such a rush we all feel like everything's urgent and has to be dealt with immediately you can use this like you said to slot it in so you know it's going to get done it might not be immediately but you know that you've got the time and space and capacity at some point yeah um yeah to get it to get it done Yeah, and then that becomes a good midpoint. It's not like I'm saying I'm not going to do it, but if you're delaying a week or two until it feels like the easiest time to do it, you're also teaching yourself, oh, it doesn't have to be done straight away. Like, oh, people were fine to wait an extra week for this thing. Yeah. Yeah, and it all sort of can slot in. And I think um, for people who really struggle with saying no or holding boundaries or, or things like that, this can really give you a good almost framework or a reason, you know, because we do want to be scheduling in a little bit more downtime and white space in our diaries for those things that come up, you know, Um, even just like the basic running of the house stuff, for example, often just gets done in in the busyness of day-to-day life. But when we're scheduling that time in, it it gives you a chance to, um, or a reason to say no to things because Mm. you kind of can, you're looking forward to going, okay, that's actually adding to my overwhelm to say yes to that. Um, You know, so many of us really struggle with letting people down. (laughs) Yes, yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, that's right. If you can just sort of, yeah, do a bit of delaying and then use that reflection time. And, you know, like I think that would be a big increase for most people to spend a week or it's even coming up to two when you're considering the autumn just reflecting and, you know, like this is so key to (laughs) what I think is a great approach to life where you actually are reflecting on what am I putting into my life is that working for me or not and that that's so important if you want to be able to enjoy and not just feel like you're mindlessly reacting yeah absolutely yeah all right so I love this idea and I think now that we've talked (laughs) through it it feels less scary so I hope that for listeners it also feels less scary um, that you can see the benefits of giving it a go what do you think is the absolute smallest easiest way for someone to give out give (laughs) be able to give a try (laughs) of this idea and like of just the most manageable way so normally this podcast 
podcast comes out weekly and it's something that can fit within a week. So what's the easiest thing to do? One of my favourite things to do is to sit down on a Sunday mm-hmm. and do like I do my planning on a Sunday night for the week ahead. So I, you know, just have a look when you do. I mean, I'm sure most people do something similar to this where they say, okay, well, what have I got coming up this week? What meetings have I got? Just have a look and have a look where you are in your cycle and, you know, analyze, okay, well, it's a winter week coming up. I'm actually going to reschedule that meeting or I'm actually going to, um, you know, and just practice rejigging your diary and forward Mm. planning a little bit more, Um, you know, and taking that, um, you know, communicating with your partner if you've got one, what have they got on, where, and look at your diary and say, have I got the energy for this week coming and what what might I need to change to reduce that sense of overwhelm if it's there? Yeah. Um, and yeah. that's once a week. And if you do that every week, it really does, um, over you know, over time. It's not about getting it perfect, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. just have a look. Yeah. No, I love that because I think it, the other thing I thought of when you were talking about that idea is that, it will just throw, put you out of your routine. If you're rescheduling just to give this a try, bringing some things forward, pushing other things back, it is yeah. just going to stop you living in such a habitual reactive way because your weeks are going to yeah. start to look a little bit different. Um, and I think what you said is yeah. is a totally manageable way to do it, you know, that would it's just an yeah. hour you're just looking at, you know, a week and where it might fit within a month. Um and with all things, yeah. you know, it's just about starting small, you know, like change one or two things and, like you said, reflect, see how that goes. And if it's working for you, it then becomes easier to keep going with it and, and put those changes into place. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. That was awesome. I loved learning and I want to learn heaps more about this topic. <laughs> um, so you did mention before we started recording that you have a free resource available for people that's related yeah. to seasonal living. Can you just tell us a little bit about that? And we will definitely pop links in the show notes. So it'll be super easy for people to find. Um, but what's yeah. the resource? Yeah, so it's called the Slow and Seasonal Toolkit for Rest. It's just a little um, diagram. It kind of gives you a visual as well. So I've got like some ideas for the four seasons of how to rest, like the different the different ways that you can access that restorative energy within each of the cycle phases. And then there's a little space for you to brain dump your own ideas. It kind of gives you a good idea of... Um, yeah, how you might be able to restore your yourself back to balance depending on where you are, either in your own inner seasons or throughout the year as well. Um, you know, obviously your inner season during oh, the winter is probably a bit more restful than, say, your inner, inner winter during a summer, say, say for mm. example. You might yep. still have the capacity for a big social event even though you've got your period, for example, yep. in summer, whereas you may find yourself not experiencing that <laughs> level of energy at a different yeah. time of year, you know, when it's cold and you just want to stay home. Yeah, yes. yeah, definitely. So, All right, excellent. So that's, what, that's what that's for. Yeah, yeah. cool. All righty. Um, and if people want to fo- find you, um, quickly roll through what's your website, what's your podcast name, what's your social <laughs> handle, and then that will all be in the show notes anyway. <laughs> 
Yeah, great. Uh, thank you. Yeah, so my website is howtoliveslow.com. And to make it easy for you, that's what the name of my podcast is and also my Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. <laughs> Super easy. <laughs> How to live slow. <laughs> How to live slow. Google it and you will find Rochelle. All right. Well, yes. thank you so much for coming on the show today. Well, thank you for having me. Thank oh. you for having me, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> it was wonderful. And so for everyone listening at home, be sure to try out Rochelle's tip um, about taking those Sunday arvos and making a few changes to live in a more seasonal way. I hope you enjoyed trying out Rochelle's tip and I'll talk to you more next week. See ya. Bye. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to the Slow Life Project podcast. I hope you have a calm, confident, and joyful week. If you'd love more tips or support from me, be sure to subscribe to the podcast or head to my website, theslowlifeproject.com. Slow Life Project.